Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I get so many great comments from all of our listeners, and I really appreciate those. You know, one of the things we hear a lot is that there are so many resources now at ExitCoachRadio.com for the small business owner. You can go to the audio library and listen to over 800 past guests, and they're, again, authors, advisors, and thought leaders, um, and they're all archived into 12 different topics. So you can you can index you can find whatever subject you want to go deep on out of the twelve subjects that are there and go deep there. You can learn about our, our upcoming webinars, uh, tools that are there in our resources page. Uh, it, it's a great resource for you as a small business owner. So please join us there, exitcoachradio.com. My guest today is Bob Karcher from KS Enterprises Inc. and he's an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach. And uh, Bob has recently written a book. And we're going to talk about that. It's called Who Are the Joneses Anyway? I can't wait to, to hear about that. And also, Bob's in the business of helping others discover who they are and why they're here so they can lead the intentional, authentic lives that they were created for. And Bob's going to talk about how coming to understand who you are and why you're here can have powerful, positive implications for all areas of your life, including your business. So, Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Bill. Thank you. It's a terrific show. I listen to your show regularly, and I'm I'm just pleased to be a guest today. Well, thank you so much, Bob. Very nice words, and we're I'm very happy to have you on there. We've talked in the past and and know each other uh-huh. somewhat, but but I can't wait to hear more about what you're up to and what's going on. So the first thing I like to ask our guests, as you as you well know, is tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are now. What's your journey been like? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Hmm. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, well, I kind of grew up professionally in the publishing and advertising fields. Uh, worked at the Tribune Company slash Los Angeles Times for over 25 years. And uh, I guess I liked newspapers because if you count my newspaper route when I was 13 years old, it was more like a 35-year career. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I got locked up in that and just had a great time back in the day when newspapers were growing and thriving. And I did really well. And I, I did start at the Los Angeles Times delivering papers out of the back of my truck. And within just a short number of years, rose up to be a chief operating officer of a couple of their business units in Los Angeles um, under the age of 40. And so I was uh, I was having a blast and living the dream, they say, right? Um, yeah. Newspaper, newspaper career kind of... Uh, you know, well, that didn't go so well for a whole lot of people as it's not today. And as an operations executive, I found myself uh, laying off literally hundreds and hundreds of my friends, my colleagues, my coworkers, and uh, mm. one of the hardest parts of my career. Um, but I found myself at the wrong end of one of those pink slips one day, and um, but landed myself a great job that just you know was a fantastic opportunity in the nonprofit sector, at a large nonprofit in Los Angeles. And I got to do that for several years and learned a whole bunch about another whole aspect of the business world. Um, But my entire career, Bill, what really kind of makes me tick and makes me passionate is helping people. 
All my career, um, I didn't run the newspaper press or work in the medical clinics or the classrooms at the nonprofits. Um, I was responsible for finding great people, coaching them to success, and watching the organization succeed. So all my life, I've really been a coach, and I saw myself, that was my main role as a leader in an organization, even an executive in a Fortune 500 company. So I decided that that's what I wanted to do full-time. So I branched out a few years ago and, and started my own practice and started working with a couple of organizations. And now I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm a professional life coach, and uh, that has branched off into becoming an author, a co-author with my wife, actually, and, uh, and speaker, and uh, helping people get from where they are to where they want to be. I love stories like that, Bob, because uh, you know you you are talking about helping people to understand who they are and why they're here, and sometimes that takes a while. But there are a lot of people in that situation these days where they're saying, "Okay, I've, I I started a career because uh, mm. I needed to work and provide, but it wasn't really me, and now I have a second chance at life, um, or maybe a third chance, and and it's time for me to do what what feels authentic." So how do they start getting in touch with that? And how did that work for you? Because like you said, you were always coaching in all of your jobs in some way or another. Well, yeah, it, and, and you're right. It, uh, it's quite a journey, and it's, it's one you almost have to ex- experience to tr- truly appreciate. And one of the best things that um, or big parts of my journey were aligning myself and going through programs um, such as the Halftime Institute, one of the organizations I do coaching mm-hmm. for now, and um, and getting some outside help because it's uh, it can be a very dark, hard, harsh place to be at um, when you find yourself. And for me, Bill, um, a big part of the transformation for me was, um, quite frankly, losing my chief operating officer title, um, moving out of that that role in a Fortune 500 and my identity, and so much of me was caught up in that. And I had to reformulate the way I thought about life and what really made me tick and what was really important to me and what was really passionate. And that only came along because I had some great colleagues and friends that would walk alongside me and mentors that would speak into my life and guide me during that season to get from from that to what I get to do today. And uh, going through that experience yourself must have shown you at some point that uh, there weren't there there might be methods, but a lot of people don't know about them. But, for instance, groups like Halftime. And right now, uh, AARP has a huge initiative. Of course, they're the largest mm-hmm. membership organization in the world. They have right. a huge uh, orientation towards life reimagined, where they're helping helping people of all walks of life thinking, okay, what are you going to do next? What's, what's it going to look like? So uh, there are processes out there, but you have to go through it almost yourself to, to figure out, well, what are they? And now you can help other people with your, um, with your life coaching. And what, what do you really enjoy about um, being a, a professional life coach? What, what's satisfying to you? Hmm. Well, Bill, I've been asked that question before, so the answer is um, probably pretty easy, but I look for light bulbs. And I love the light bulb. And, and, you know, you think back to a cartoon um, when, when, a, when, when a cartoon character has an idea and a light bulb is shown over their head. Sure. It's like, sure, I could picture wow. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. There, there yeah. was some new realization that came to mind about what they could be or some fantastic opportunity. And, it, um, and so I look for those when I listen closely and I speak closely with my clients. And the light bulb also represents um, – lighting up a time of our life that might be quite foggy 
lots of times we'll, we'll get into a significant transition either in our personal lives, our work lives. And this happens a lot, Bill, and I would think a lot of your listeners would appreciate this when we get to a point where we're thinking about a transition out of our business um, and what that might look like. A transition from what we've done for 30, 40 years to what? And we don't know what that what might be. And that fogginess that that can create and that lack of identity that might be there. And that's the other reason I like the analogy of the light bulb is it, it it's brings light uh, into and it helps someone walk their path. So that, like that's that. what I look for. You know, as I a, like as that. A, as a, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I like that a lot. Um, and it, it occurred to me that, you know, when we're dealing with business owners and, and high up um, driven personalities, uh, they're driven to make a difference. And it's, it's not just looking for another job. A lot of times it's like, it's just not about money. I can do with less. I'll, I'll be okay there. I'm driven to make a difference. And the question is, make a difference doing what? And that just requires that introspection to go back deeply into yourself and figure out what, what's going to fulfill you as a person, right? Exactly. And um, we talk, I talk a lot with my clients about that, and we definitely do at the Halftime Institute, about moving from success to significance. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And we can get there. We all can. But what does that transformation look like and what does that journey look like? Being a professional life coach, Bill, gives me a chance to um, – I refer to myself as being a caddy for a great golfer, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the one you know, swinging the clubs and landing the balls and the one in the game, but I get to provide some perspective. I get to provide some experience because I've golfed that game before. And I use a good, a great quote um, that Tiger Woods made once, and uh, several years ago in his golfing career, he was asked by a reporter why he has a coach. He's the best golfer in the world. Why would you need a coach? And Tiger Woods said, because I can't see my own swing. Mm. And I think that's so indicative of what we end up in, the season we end up in in our lives and in our businesses, is we, we want to move forward. And yet we can't necessarily even see our own swing to see how we can improve our game, improve our impact, and improve our trans- transition. So that's, that's, what, that's kind of what I get to do as a life coach. I like that analogy a lot. And again, like you say, it's, uh, you're not going to swing the club, but a lot of times people just need someone who's engaged and experienced to bounce ideas off of. And I've mm-hmm. always found that in, in a business, especially in a business owner situation, it's usually very lonely being that owner because they can't let their hair down and talk to people about their concerns and issues and questions uh, a lot of times at their business because it's it's not sending the right message to their their co-employees to their employees so having someone that they can say you know i've been thinking about this what do you think about that or uh having someone like yourself to say have you ever considered or uh, feeding things back to them sounds like um it's beneficial and rewarding at the same time let's let's talk about your book um who are the joneses anyways i love the title for it how'd you come up with the name for that well, that's just part of our personal journey, Bill, and um, and it's uh, you know we're playing off the the title "Keeping Up with the Joneses," and we've all heard that phrase over the years, and that phrase is actually comes from a comic strip that started 102 years ago. Wow! And it was about the McGinnis family that was trying to keep up with their next door neighbors, the Jones family, and yet in the 40 years that that syndicated column ran, you never once met 
the Joneses. He never met their next door neighbors. So it was really just about the McGinnises trying to keep up with something that was was or was not there. And it's such a popular phrase that um, this is quoted in tweets and articles and blogs several times a week. Uh, there's been movies done on it. Matter of fact, on April 1st, Fox Studios has a new movie coming out called Keeping Up with the Joneses. So Perfect. we're playing off that. Yeah. So we're playing off that <laughs> theme. And, uh, you know, Susan and I did really well in our early careers. We both worked and Susan worked in the retail industry. I worked in the publishing industry. And then Susan also ended up working in the publishing industry. And we did really well as executives, as I mentioned earlier, chief operating officer by the age of 40 and got caught up, quite frankly, living the dream, right? Uh, stock options, bonuses, big paychecks, all the things that, you know, life was supposed to provide. And yet somewhere in there, there was just this content that wasn't there, uh, some missing joy, something in life mm -hmm. was missing and we knew it. And when I lost my job as a chief operating officer, and I mentioned that earlier, and I went through a journey of discovering what life was really about, did, is that the life treadmill that I really wanted to get back on again? Is that what I wanted to do was to seek for the top? Is that where I was going to find true, lasting, joy and contentment? And in the midst of some of these conversations, and some of them quite tense sometimes, because, you know, when you're going through transformations, what does every couple do? Well, you know, we argue. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in the midst of one of these tough situations, my wife Susan, in all of her brilliance, said, who are the Joneses anyway? Why, ah, is, it we're trying okay. to, why <laughs> is it we're trying to keep up with somebody we've never met? Why, what is this cultural expectation that says we have to have a certain house, a certain car, a certain title, or a certain number of likes on Facebook to be important? And what really drives our importance in life and what really makes it significant. Is it that stuff or is it something much deeper than that? And so that's where the title of the book came from. And that's what we write about in the book is a part of our journey, as well as um, stories from several other folks that let us tell their Jones's journeys, we call it now. And, um, and we want to help other people on their Jones's journeys too. That's really great. And especially, you know, we have, um, interviewed some some very popular authors who talk about trends and mega trends and the fact that the average US consumer will never spend more than at age 46 on average and yet now we have the baby boomers who are age 52 hmm. to 70 they've all they're all beyond that so i think there's a huge movement and a huge market for books as people start to think let's be realistic let's stop acting uh, stop acting rich that's another great book that's out there and let's start thinking about you know, what's real and what's what's fundamental, both inside of us with our mission and our identity and our finances. And uh, maybe we can make a bigger difference somewhere. And I understand that uh, in addition to, to running your own practice, you're also a certified coach for, for halftime. We talked about that. But how do let's talk about that notion of halftime. I think it's very interesting. And a lot of people might be in it, but they don't know when we're in halftime. And what do we do when we get there? Well, that's a thank you for that question. It's um, halftime is an analogy that Bob Buford wrote about in his book Halftime that is now celebrating its 20th anniversary and has sold over 800,000 copies. And um, uh, he's talking about um, the halftime analogy from a football game, and it, he talks he shares a, a moment in his life that just drove him to really consider what was important in life and what was really significant. 
And so many of us, and many of your listeners as well, I would think, Bill, um, get to a point where we've reached terrific success in life, in our businesses, in our families, in the world. And we're ready for a transition, and yet we're looking for significance. And what does that mean? And we played the first half of our lives, the first half of our game, if you want to call it, very, very well. Um, and now we're looking at the second half, and we go into the season of discovering what worked, what didn't work in the first half, and what do I really want to do in the second half? What's my goal? To win the game. Mm-hmm. But now how am I going to do that, and how do I get there? How do I win my game? So in the Halftime Institute, um, we have programs, several different programs for individuals called our Fellows Program and our Members Program. We have couples uh, institutes and programs that we have for married couples. We also have other extracurricular things that people can do, uh, speaking engagements, uh, retreat opportunities. And each of these comes along with the Members Program and our uh, Couples Programs, as an example, are followed up with a year of coaching, both with an independent coach such as myself and 30 other coaches that are around the world in places like Australia and Hong Kong and Canada and the United States, as well as cohort coaching. So they also get on a call once a month with a a peer group of people that are walking the same journey they are. And there is such value in that coaching opportunity. I'm sorry, go ahead. Please continue. No, I just say, so our, our real goal is to help, you know, teach, connect, and coach individuals from success to significance. And I think that's so important. So many people, as I mentioned, so many people in that that time of life when um, I like the analogy a lot, and I've used that a lot. I think I bought um, a couple hundred of those eight hundred thousand books halftime to give away <laughs> to give away to business owners who are saying, "Now what? Now what do I do?" Because for a lot of people, Bob, and, and maybe you can validate this, a lot of people think, "Thank goodness, I'm going to." get out of my business, I'm going to retire, and I don't have to do anything. And that that wears off pretty quick, especially for most of the people we're talking about, the business owners who are, who are driven to make a difference. And so that is a great place to go find out um, what significance is going to mean to you and what what's tools are out there. How long does that program halftime usually take for someone to go through once they start? Well, the official uh, program is a year. Um, it starts with a, a two-day intensive kickoff process. We call it our launch event. And it's, that's two days. And that's followed up by a year of coaching, as I mentioned, with an individual life coach as well as cohort coaching. That's the official year. Although some folks, um, they just kind of, you know, they're high achievers or they just get things figured out or they were more prepared, had greater capacity in areas of their life. And they kind of get on to their next journey in life pretty quickly. And others, I was one of these, Bill, are uh, you know, a little bit slower. I'm a slow learner. And uh, it took me a couple of years to kind of really move from what I was doing to what I knew I was called to be and do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about the starting a journey uh, towards your new life. And, of course, uh, uh, so many people are in that transition period right now. So, uh, Bob, we've talked about some great tools and resources for our, our listeners. Your book, Who Are the Joneses Anyways, is now available on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble and many other online retailers in Kindle and Nook formats while paperbacks and hardcovers can be pre-ordered I, I, uh, today. And if someone says, you know, I need to talk to Bob uh, Karcher because um, I'm in that 
space where I'm wondering what it's going to be like, and I know it's going to be great, but I'm just kind of stuck as to where where I go from here. Mm-hmm. Bob, how do they get in touch with you best? Make it real simple. Just go to my website, bobcarcher.com, and uh, drop me a note on the contact page, and uh, I respond quickly, and uh, we'll connect. And in case you're, of course, we'll have this in our show notes, but in case you're listening, it's B-O-B-K-A-R-C-H-E-R. Com. And again, if you want to find the book, too, you can go to whoarethejonesesanyway.com. Correct. So there's lots of ways, lots of reasons why you should talk to Bob Karcher. He has experience. Uh, he has some great ideas, and he has tools and resources for you. So please, if you're in that space where you're thinking, I know something great's coming, but I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like yet, get in touch with Bob. Bob, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 